Welcome back to Divas, Diamonds, and Dollars podcast. We empower today's lady boss who seeks whole life strategies for living their best life. We bring you the key success principles to support you as you grow into the best version of yourself, sharing uh, the insights on personal finance, leadership, and business to empower you with the tools and strategies to help you get ahead and succeed at a higher level. Gentle persons, I'm Larissa Troach, and I'm here together with Miss Cecilia Benford. Well, guess what? On November 19th, we celebrate Women's Entrepreneurship Day. So we invite you to lean in and get inspired by women breaking barriers and breaking through to the top. And I ask you, are you a woman business owner? Have you considered ways in which you can use your business savvy to empower other women? We'd like you to ponder on that for a moment, Tito. And I was surprised to learn actually that uh, Women's Entrepreneurship Day isn't actually that old in terms of, you know, life. <laughs> so, right, right. Um, the first celebration was actually in 2014. Mm -hmm. and, uh, it is primarily set celebrated, if you will in the US, Canada, and actually Australia, which that is so interesting to me. So I think that probably requires additional thought, but did you know that? Australia I, did, I did look it up because I was a little confused uh -huh. because October was Women's Small Business Month. Oh. And so I needed to, for myself, just understand the distinction. Uh -huh. The Women's Entrepreneurship Day is actually, too, it is worldwide. And so that's how, you know, it kind of brings in some other people, but even they even um, for that particular, you know, coming up, they actually um, select the entre woman entrepreneur of the year. So I think that uh, while, while it's surprising, now think about the two countries that you said, Canada and Australia versus other countries who women are doing great things, but their countries really have, you know, women are second-class citizens. Sure, sure, sure. There is, there is that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that, that is, that, that is actually the very definition or very explanation of, well, you know, but I mean, I guess maybe I just don't think of Australia as big as it was probably not that I don't know how big it is, but that's the thing. That was what I was going for. It's just like the size of the country. But I, you hear, I do hear Australia fairly frequently in terms of yeah. what they're doing. So, right, shouldn't be surprised to me. Right, calling me educated and informed. All right, all right, and you know that's what this is all about. And hey, it's on my bucket list. And if I ever get there, I'll tell you more about it. So there. So uh, as we, you know, talking about this and, and because I brought up, you know, the, the women as second-class citizens, marginalized and all of that, that is what this was designed to recognize female business owners because they really have achieved huge successes and, but face greater challenges, right? We know that even if no other reason, if you have children, uh, some of the sexism. I mean, there's just a lot. So we really, you know, the um, as we continue to study about women and be inspired, at the end of the day, we're inspired 
So, you know, just under half of new businesses that were started were women-owned businesses. But we know that obstacles still remain. Men still outnumber female businesses. And as I look at some of what they go through, um, you know, it's going to continue to be a challenge. But women aren't giving up. That's the big part. So let us share some inspiration. How about that? It's interesting that when I start doing research on some of these podcasts, you know, you kind of want to fall down that the rabbit hole because there's just so much. Um, there are some good sources of inspiration and good information for us to pursue. Mm -hmm. And so at the end of this podcast, I will share two good resources for you to research and pursue. Um, but anyway, mm -hmm. I wanted to share with you first, three self-made women entrepreneurs. And you know, that was a tough choice. Like, okay, how do I narrow this down to? Right, right. <laughs> so, um, you know, even though we've had to claw our way to the top, if you will, there are some women who just, you know, they show that perseverance and um, are doing exceptional things. And as the saying goes, paving the way for the women coming after them. And it's interesting to note, and again, with this whole education thing, you just be surprised what you find out that historically, if you will, the term entrepreneur only applied to men. Uh, mm -hmm. I know. If women did own businesses in the past, it was likely due to inheritance. For example, the quote-unquote first woman entrepreneur was in 1739, and uh, Eliza Lucas Pinckney of South Carolina, who actually, uh, she was, again, considered to be the first entrepreneur, actually inherited her family's plantation at the age of 16. And so I find that fascinating on a couple of different levels, but again, remember way back when, we didn't actually mm -hmm. live that long either, so maybe that's how that happened for her. On the other hand, you know, slightly a few minutes later, it's not mm. true, in a few minutes, but I hope that you have, you know, uh, heard about um, Madam C.J. Walker, famous uh, for her innovative marketing at the time in the 1900s. I will have to say that no conversation would be complete if we're talking about women entrepreneurs if we didn't bring up Madam C.J. Walker. Mm -hmm. Now, Sarah Walker uh, used determination which we must, to learn all she could about Black female hair care products and then branched out on her own to launch her own uh, business line of hair care products. And her creative marketing strategies um, led her to become the first female millionaire entrepreneur. And at the time, I mean, things we do now, maybe not so innovative, but for, for the 1900s, I mean, she did a lot of networking. She did door knock, door knocking, and of course, you know, she demonstrated how her how to use her product. So sometimes, you know, there is that learning curve. But once people are educated, then they are sold. So you want to think about that in terms of what your business is doing today. Do you need to, you know, make it? Well, yeah, you do. Let me. Why not ask the question? <laughs> so you know, you need to be really clear on how to use your product and what it can do for folks, and especially if it's new there must be that education component. So you might want to take a deep dive, if you will, into the story of Madam C.J. Walker. 
Can I, can I interrupt you before you go on? So this was a, cause you used the two words, um, deep dive history, that sort of thing. Well, so let me give you my little real life historical reference. So in April, uh, I was, you know, my daughter and I kind of spearheaded this. They wouldn't have called it a historical journey, but I did in terms of the part of the country we were going to, which was Virginia. And they had this Capitol Trail that goes, you know, through several cities. So the Capitol Trail kind of starts in Richmond, Virginia. But here's the funny part. It was kind of funny, but not, but what we learned. So one of the things um, we identified was, uh, I don't I don't, they didn't call it a museum, but let's say a historical site. You go there, you know, old buildings and everything. This lady's name was Maggie Walker. Maggie, Maggie Walker. Uh -huh. And so we're walking around and we take this tour of the building and we're, you know, I'm like, I'm confused because I knew who Madam CJ Walker was. I'm like, who is this lady? Am I, you know, am I confused? And, you know, the family and I, we're, we're all kind of talking. And so, you know, when all else fails, look it up, which we did. Just, it was really, all her history was there, present, but it was just confused by the, the common names, you know. So it was a Black woman who was, um, she was a businesswoman and teacher. And she was the first African-American woman to charter a bank and oh. the first African-American woman to serve as a bank president. Mm -hmm. So uh, I know we're not going to stay in history, but this is how you can launch into things just to be out. And so everything doesn't make the news. Everything certainly doesn't make our history books. And so it was just exciting to learn something you know, we could have just totally ignored it because my grandson's like, okay, we're going to do anything else but history because we did a lot of history this week. But it was just really good because we're talking 1903. Okay. So to your point, as we, you know, I know you're going to go further than that, but it's just interesting uh, because she was disabled by paralysis. Mm. And so she created a wheelchair. Oh, so wow. it's interesting what, you know, not, you know, doesn't look like today's wheelchair. But um, what she had to get around and, and what she had. So that entrepreneurial spirit that, uh, you know, left behind a legacy for her family. It's a very interesting story. That is fascinating. Um, and I told you that was a that was a big uh, hairy goal of mine was starting a bank. So she beat me. <laughs> <laughs> And to think she was born in 1865. Right, right. So, right. I'm so, so it's okay. <laughs> I know. Now, slightly more recent history, I wanted to share with you Sarah Blakely. Many of you may know her name, and I don't have the whole story here, but she definitely gets A's, aces, if you will, for problem solving. Because, you know, how many of you, come on, raise your hand, how many mm -hmm. of you own at least one Spanx foundation garment, AKA intimate apparel shaper, right? Now, a lot of people, um, or, or even a knockoff, cause you know, Spanx aren't cheap, but you know, that's okay. The term Spanx is ubiquitous, but that wasn't always the case. 
And I've I read her story in the past. I didn't read it again yesterday. Um, but you know, her story is inspiring because she saw a problem. And then I feel like, you know, not I, but you know, she solved it creatively. And definitely as a woman entrepreneur, that is what you are doing. You are solving problems for others. In this case, she started off with a problem for herself, but it grew exponentially because it wasn't just her problem. And sometimes you're sitting on, where I'm sitting on the couch, wherever mm -hmm. you are, and you have that inspiration, like, you know, how come somebody doesn't create mm -hmm. X, Y, and Z? Yeah. You know, we, we can build a better mousetrap or maybe we build a new contraption altogether and this, you know, problem solving. So think about some of those head scratchers for you. Maybe there's a business idea in there. So don't just, um, don't just brush it aside. Sarah didn't. And I want to give a nod to Innovation uh, by Katrina, Katrina Lake. Now, true, I did not know her name, but I think we all know the name Stitch Fix. And I think that's just, it's fascinating to me what people will subscribe to. And mm -hmm. Katrina is the founder of Stitch Fix, which is a fashion subscription service, which leverages data science. You've got to know, you've got to be able to follow your numbers and do the analysis to really, if you want to blow up, as the saying goes, um, but also excelling in uh, digital marketing, online shopping, and personal styling. The human touch brings it all together. But again, creating a subscription around clothing when you think about, it, you know, just run on over to the store or order online, but you know how it is. There are so many choices. Sometimes you just don't know how to put things together. I could probably use a stitch fix. And, you know, especially busy women entrepreneurs, I'd be trying to be running around the street every, you know, hitting every store. No one has time for that. And Katrina was able to see that and create an, seriously, an empire, a billion dollar business behind the innovation of subscribing to fashion boxes. Now you should look that up if you want to, um, you know, get the finer details, but I think that's pretty fascinating. Um, now I'm just going to kind of wrap this up with the entrepreneur next door. Because <laughs> you, you're probably surrounded and don't even know it, but I'm just going to remind you that there are women owned businesses in your neighborhood. Seek them out and patronize their establishments. Keep the money in your community and help grow the local economy. So be inspired by the big names that came before, but don't forget the local names that need your support. Right. You're so right. I'm I'm a big believer in that. Um, yes, just yesterday we were coming home from church and stopped, you know, the gas station. And there was a business, it's, it's new, You could. I knew that. And I looked at it a couple of times. And so um, my husband said something, well, let's drive down. You know, I mean, it was like two doors down or something. Or anyway, he was looking at it. And I said, well, just stop the car. I'll go on in. Because we couldn't even see anybody. But the point was, this woman comes out. And I'm like, oh, okay. Look like she's by herself. And um, now I won't bother to say what the business was per se, but the point is that um, 
you know, I went in, I bought something, I was happy to see her and, you know, to make that connection. And I went in to buy one thing, but I ended up buying two. Just, it was all about the support because she's in my community. I mean, you know, three minutes from my house, you know, so I I, I definitely agree with you there that we, sh we should do that. And, and a new business too, um, I stopped at one on Saturday and um, again, I could have gone to any other place to eat, but and, and in this case, I was with my daughter and I said, hey, we should stop there on the way out. And I'm glad I did. It was a new business. Uh, they didn't have a lot of people in there, uh, but the food was great. And, um, you know, I took the picture, you know, do the whole thing to post something and say, hey, go eat at this place. So I just wanted to put what you just said. But so what can we learn from successful female entrepreneurs once we get past supporting them or continue to support them? You know, there's an often used phrase that you can't be what you can't see. So, you know, you might think about that. Well, how about tweaking it to say this? If you don't see what you wish to be, step up and become the example and empower other women. Now, I do that with my leadership I'm coaching and mentoring. Just yesterday, uh, yesterday, I guess, was a good day because um, our pastor had talked about this ministry. He wanted to get started for business and profession, business women and professional, you know, for professional careers, but to mentor young, young people coming up. Uh, to encourage women business owners and, um, you know, look at, you know, some avenues to support our, you know, next generation. So in this regard, uh, Louisa, you gave some great examples. They are inspirational. Um, I particularly like to serve Lake Lisa's story because I liked how she, what she shared with her employees with that span Spanks, you know, her Spanks empire, but she's done some other things. But anyway, uh, so in addition to the lessons learned, here are some key takeaways really for everybody, right? Because we want all women entrepreneurs to be successful. You know what? At the end of the day, you must know your product. And I think a lot of times people do know their product, but they kind of become short-sighted because they don't learn their market. That really is probably the downside of what happens to a lot of business owners. Really, it's not just women, but the most successful businesses are truly solving problems for others because that's what's going to get somebody looking at you. I mean, if you're just like everybody else, who really cares? But if you're really solving a problem, because we all have problems that we look for. Oh, I wish I could find this. Uh, wow, if somebody had that, um, what about something different in this line? That's problem solving, correct? And oh, by the way, you must market it. And so uh, I have a mentee who was talking about, she happened to run, she does marketing. And she went to this place, she talked to them, offered her services about marketing because they're missing the mark. And I said, you know, that's really unfortunate that they're missing the mark. 
because they don't want to figure out what they need to do for marketing purposes. So by knowing your target audience inside and out, frontward and backward, hey, that is truly the big deal, right? Success. You are better able to serve them. You know, you, you know, you just have to know how your product or service can benefit others. And oh, by the way, you, you're going to have to do some customer change, custom customization, make changes, you know, where something, you know, one from surveys you hear, maybe there's something that uh, as time goes on, you see could make it better. So it's your niche, but you must respond to the varying demands. Okay. How about the second part? Build a community. Today, people really are about community and, you know, no one has to be concerned about, uh, you know, the big grand community. There are communities, there are different ways to identify communities. So, you know, find your community, build your community, right? Um, as we say, without the list, you don't exist. So, you know, you just can't be out there trying to uh, hope something comes along. Hope certain people support you. Hope is not a strategy. So you need that audience. You need somebody to be that cheerleader. Hence, that's why uh, people are asked to like products. Asked really to go even further for comment. Hey, our podcast is the same way, you know. And so if you like something, you know, you need to, um, you hope that people will indeed uh, respond. And as that community base grows, that is where your success comes in, right? So take a deep dive into co connecting with your client base and remember to, um, you have to connect with them and don't just worry about your own business. You need to support other entrepreneurs. Um, it is really true that in many ways that together we can do more because um, that community, that does become your community and you learn from others. And I, I think people see the positivity in that. At least I know I do. So use your voice and your platform to empower other women. All right. And then the third thing I would offer is stand for something. And there's another cliche about that. If you don't stand for anything, if you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything. And I think there are a lot of people kind of fall into that trap. All right. And so that is super important. This, you know, it gets to your values, gets to your integrity. We've talked about, you know, your value mission statement. Sometimes people kind of forget, you know what, you better go back and check that out. What do you stand for? What do people know about you? So, yep, money is great. Money pays the bills. But I know that the people I support, if, if I don't see something of value from a, um, something that depicts that they support something, someone, uh, that they there's some philanthropy involved, um, that they're building up people, not tearing them down, building up communities. That That is truly who I support. And so, um, you know, these businesses, uh, in my mind, become more innovative as they make a difference. 
And I, I love watching or hearing stories about how different people make a difference. Okay. And so um, when you do that, it's uh, it doesn't matter, you know, what the industry is, but we're about empowering women and uh, communities of color, which is very wide spread, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, support those who are marginalized, those who have less. Some people do need a hand. And so in my mind, what I've seen, you know what, when there's some, when there's a need, really people do come to the forefront and help others. And so that always brings out the best in people. So what statement does your business make? Um, I, and, and notice I said, does your business make? I'm going to take the assumption that you're not just thinking about it. You are making a statement. However, if you're not, you can go back and do that. And so, you know, look at the ways your company's, you know, missions and goals are stated so that you can improve your community. So the bottom line to me is, when you do all these three things, uh, when you accomplish these three points, it is you ultimately are paying it forward. So you've learned some things you are building and you will start seeing other ways to help others. And with your success, if you're successful and you're not helping somebody, honestly, shame on you, but also, there is truly, in today's world, we, we all should be paying it forward because somebody helped you get there. So that that's sort of the, the clutch all statement to me for the three points that you know we stated in terms of knowing your product, building your community, and stand for something. Um, you know, I'm gonna just wrap it up here with some final insights, if you will, and we will offer that while we note uh, that half of the businesses are created by women, I will have to say the, the statistic varied on that. It was like 42%, 47%. Then I saw it was down to 36 or 29%. Okay. So I'll say one higher, maybe for small businesses. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, and statistics, I always take them with a grain of salt because you can tweak them That's to right. make your point. Mm-hmm. But we are out there doing it. That's right. Whatever number goes with that, we women are out there doing it. That's the part. That's right. We can't also overlook the businesses that are co-owned by men and women together. So it's not like either or. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes it's a it's a partnership. However, the relationship is um, formulated or formalized. But um, we're getting it done. That's what I want you to know. Mm -hmm. We also want to remind you that technology yes technology and the internet are great equalizers don't sell yourself short because those two can be pretty powerful when you use them wisely when launching or growing your business be sure to look for ways technology um artificial intelligence anyone or um can enhance your business now remember the low-hanging fruit like digital uh, marketing and automation, time savers, productivity. The internet, if you will, has shrunken, our, shrunken, shrunk our borders. So reach across the aisle and consider how you may also benefit from international markets. Though I, 
<clears throat> I think those are gonna those two things will be the biggest game changers, and those are helping us make the bigger strides because things that would have taken us a long time have been shortened by technology and the internet. So please find ways to embrace them for your greater success. Now, easy homework. You know what you need to do? You need to go out and hug a woman entrepreneur today. Oh, what? Can't find one? Become one. Take action on that today. And I promise you a little bit of um, inspiration, some re additional resources. There is an exceptional Forbes article that has a very long link, but I will put that in the uh, description. But, um, you know, if you want to take a deep dive on some of the successful women entrepreneurs and get the backstory, and as we said, learn from those who have come before you, you do not have to reinvent the wheel every time. But anyway, this is a great article that's got, I want to say it's 21, um, Magnificent Woman mm. uh, doing some fantabulous things. So make sure you check that out. And I don't know why I keep forgetting about this one, which is to also visit the U.S. Women's Chamber of Commerce. Comes up as a V8 moment. Hello. Mm. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> they have an excellent slate of information on conferences, training, and financing opportunities, and depending on what your business is, being uh, certified as uh, either um, minority-owned business, woman-owned business, and there were some other ones that I did not write down, but certification can help you get your foot in the door and to get some of those more lucrative contracts. So I suggest that you give it a whirl, and that is the U.S. Women's Chamber of Commerce, which is uswcc.org. Pretty easy, but I also add that to the description for your greater convenience. I found that was kind of a fun one. I want to spend a little bit more time on it, but you know. Yes. So next week, because this is November, we will lean into gratitude. Today is a very challenging time. Our world is hurting, but there is still much to be grateful for. Let's discuss. We will see you next time. Ciao.